Welcome is indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. In the bullpen, my debate segment, I will have Grayson Quay. We're going to talk about Russia invading the Ukraine, Fox News, and other Republicans giving him cover and what this means domestically in the United States. Now, yesterday I did a commentary. On this entire subject, you can you can find it on YouTube and our Facebook channel. Is the reality? There are some people that push back and said, "Doc, you're black. You can't talk about these things. They don't affect black folk." Let me remind you of the black people that will be deployed, the black families that will have no choice but to engage in a conflict that they do not agree with. I'm anti-war. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. put it this way, anytime America is at war, domestically they become, America becomes desensitized to the reality of social policies right here at home. It impacts us all, all right? So we'll chop it up with Mr. Quay. Breaking out news of the day with me, none other than Ben Carollo, host of Galaxy Brain, streams on Twitch, writer and TYT contributor. Bleep block, Ben, all right. Top story of the day, there's a former police chief, 80 felonies, has 80 felonies, still was able to get a job at an auto body shop and got caught stealing from the auto body shop. Put up the picture, it's an unbelievable story, there's significant background here. This is in Columbus County, North Carolina. A former North Carolina police chief has been arrested again. His most recent employer has accused him of stealing Cadillac converters, all right? Okay, the former police chief, Anthony Spivey, was arrested in Tabor City. Um, after Chief Donald Dowless said a body shop where Spivey had been working reported two Cadillac converters were stolen sometime during the Christmas holidays. All right. Now remember, he has 80 felonies. He gets a job. He's a former police chief. Now, why does he have 80 felonies on his record? ABC affiliate WWAY is reporting the stolen parts were found at Chief Spivey's home. And police say he admitted to the thefts. He's been charged with larceny by employee and was jailed under a $10,000 bond. Now, this chief, former chief, 36 years of age, is awaiting trial on more than eight felony charges from a 2021 arrest. He is accused, get this, of embezzling state property evidence trafficking opium, heroin, and trafficking by fraudulent or forging prescriptions. He was their chief of police. He is also accused of embezzling funds meant for the family of a boy battling cancer. What a POS, right? Investigators said he took $8,000 intended for the family of Philip Tanner Bufkin. <coughs> who died of leukemia in 2019. Spivey also allegedly stole and sold five guns 
from the Chadburn Police Department between 2019 and 2021. So this guy has years, right? Years of corruption, theft, selling drugs, but he was still the police chief. You know, they recently charged him. And after he gets charged with 80 felonies, he lands another job while being charged with 80 plus felonies. And at the new job, he's stealing from the new job. Now, when things came up missing, they knew exactly who did it, right? That's why they went to his home. But this is a reality of our policing in America. Now, do all police act like this guy? No, they do not. And I'm not suggesting they do. But I am suggesting this. There's a problem in the industry of law enforcement. So much so that an individual like him gets away with theft for years. He knew he would be protected at least for a while and he was until he was caught. But you have to think about the amount of crimes he committed in order to be charged with 80 plus felonies. You don't do that in one day. This is systemic, this was a long term operation and he finally got caught. And then after he gets caught, he's able to land another job and he is engaging in corrupt behavior there. Now here's what I'm saying, why do we have so many police officers who are engaged in corrupt activity? We've covered them right here on Indisputable from theft, to child molestation, civil rights violations, and the list goes on. I'm saying this, they are attracted, these kinds of people are attracted to policing. Why are they attracted to policing? Because it is well known that policing gives you cover. Policing allows a psychopath to have protection. Policing, the industry allows a killer to do it legally. They're attracted to the to the profession. All right, Ben, thoughts on this? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because, like as you point out, right, we know that. Our system is inverted, it's the opposite of what it's supposed to be. Like if you're just a random person, and especially if you're black in America and you're charged with any crime, you're treated with immediate suspicion. They always talk about throwing the highest charges against you. When like the reality is normal everyday people should be getting the treatment that like police officers get when they're like being up for a crime, right? They should get patience, they should get understanding, they should get, wait, let's look at this person's circumstances, right? That is what a normal trial should look like for most people. But it's the opposite for somebody who is in a position of authority, somebody who is quite literally given a gun by the state, by the city, whatever. They are given a gun by the government. They should be held to a higher standard. They are the people that should face the most amount of scrutiny. And we have it, it's all topsy-turvy, it's the complete opposite. They have the least amount of scrutiny and they will always rally to defend each other from criminal charges, from prosecution. And that is what creates this sort of toxic environment where you have a police chief that thinks that they can get away with stuff like this. Very well said. You know, when we talk about white privilege and there's pushback from white people who would say, no, white privilege does not exist. Well, white people are well aware that they have a certain privilege in the United States of America.
Let me bring your attention to one woman who told the police officer, I will get off because I'm white. Let's put up the picture. Woman claims she will avoid a DUI because she is in fact white. This is in Nashville. A Nashville woman was pulled over for suspicion of DUI, told the black officer that she would get away with it because she is white. The woman in question that you see, her name is Tamara Megan Lee, 42 years of age. The officer that pulled her over is Ronald Connor of the Metro Nashville Police Department. Officer O'Connor, who is a black male, states in his affidavit that he arrived at the scene when Lee drove her car into a secure lot reserved for members of the Davidson County Sheriff's Office. Upon arriving at the scene, police approached the vehicle and asked the driver to step out of the car, according to the affidavit. While exiting the vehicle, this is in the affidavit, the defendant was unsteady on her feet and had difficulty standing. The defendant had a strong odor of alcohol coming from her person and being expelled through her breath. The defendant also had bloodshot watery eyes. The defendant was asked if she had anything to drink and she said yes. The defendant was asked to perform a standardized field sobriety test and she agreed. During the instruction phase, the defendant became very irate and would not listen to verbal directions. The defendant was asked again if she was willing to perform the standardized field sobriety test and she responded, F you. Officers placed the defendant into custody and advised her of her rights. Pretty standard so far. Officers read the defendant the implied consent and asked for a breath sample. The defendant responded with more vulgarities. Inside of the vehicle in plain sight, there were several alcoholic beverages. Uh, ranging from beers, etc. Okay, that is when Lee allegedly allegedly became more belligerent, uh, and the officer was told by this woman, and I quote, "I'll get away with it because I'm white." Put up a picture again. Well, yeah, she is white. Yeah, Lee was booked into Metro Nashville Jail on the 20th of the month. According to Scoop Nashville, but is now on pretrial release. In addition to DUI, she is also charged with violating the implied consent law for her refusal to perform a standardized field sobriety test when directed by officers. Now, let's keep it 100 here, okay? When someone says, when someone white says, there's no privilege, there's no such thing as white privilege or white preference. Everybody's treated the exact same in America. There's no systemic racism in America. Everybody typically treats everybody fairly. Well, they're lying. Because I guarantee you this woman in a conversation would say things like, America's not a racist country. I don't get any special privileges because I'm white. While at the same time arguing with a cop who's black that she will get away with a crime because she is in fact not black. Because she's white, expressing the reality of her ideology that she believes that whiteness is a power structure in itself. Ben, thoughts on this one? Yeah, 100%. And I think it's important to maybe highlight the dynamic. And so there's this, there's this long-standing white supremacist narrative in the United States of America of this idea of uh, innocent, 
uh, victim, like like completely innocent white women who are constantly under threat by black men in particular, right? And that white supremacist narrative, that white supremacist narrative is very, very pervasive through our society. And it's one that really erases a lot of the position in society that people deal with. Cuz think about it, right? This this is a black man who's a police officer. He's in a position of power and authority, right? You'd think that she would respect that. However, right, however, um, that position of authority doesn't protect him from her using this white supremacist narrative in her own mind to say, "Oh no, well clearly I'm going to get away with this because I'm the sweet innocent victim. I'm incapable of doing wrong in this situation." And so, you know, how dare you pull me over for for this DUI? And so that's just one of those things that's really important to understand that, like. I mean, yeah, you know, like black Americans have have made progress in terms of entering spaces and positions of power, and that's something that is significant. But also, that doesn't stop these racist white people from completely ignoring the any money, position, mm-hmm. status, authority that black Americans have. Like it turns out that their racism is gonna be the lowest common denominator that dictates their behavior in situations like this. And they will yeah. flaunt it when they think it's convenient to them. That's right. All right, speaking of racism, Amir Locke who was murdered in my opinion by the police. No knock warrant, police come in, you know what happened. Well, there's a protest, rightfully so. At the protest, another individual who's racist decides to shoot at peaceful protesters. That person has now been charged with murder. Let me remind you of what caused the protest. Mr. Mirlock was not the target of the warrant. He was not a person of interest. He was sleeping on the couch of his friend's apartment. He had nothing to do with anything. The police also violated their own policy by entering too early. And according to Minneapolis, there was supposed to be a moratorium on no knock warrants, which was a damn lie from the mayor and the rest of council. So people are rightfully protesting, makes sense. You protest injustice, that's what happens. Put up a picture of the killer. Benjamin Smith, 43 years of age, was charged with second degree murder, four counts of attempted murder and multiple counts of assault, why? The statement said Smith allegedly confronted a group of people engaged in a demonstration, protesting the death of Amir Locke, a black Minneapolis man who was fatally shot officers carrying out a no knock warrant last month, all right? On the Portland shooting incident, citing the video evidence, the prosecutor's office said Smith allegedly told protesters who had gathered at a park northeast of downtown Portland on Saturday to leave the area, okay? Several participants asked Smith to leave them alone, the statement says. Moments later, Smith drew a firearm and fired at the crowd striking five people. The shooting ended with someone 
once after someone returned fire hitting Smith in the hip. The statement says Smith remained hospitalized in critical condition. Here's a picture of the person that Smith is accused of murdering. She lost her life. Her name was June Knightley, 60 years of age. Let me give you some background to this very decent soul who was killed because someone was full of racism and hate. According to Oregon Live, Knightley was described by friends as a fixture of Portland's protest community. The outlet reported that Ms. Knightley, who was from Northeast Portland, was part of a group of women who were volunteering as part of a motorcade group working on traffic and logistics ahead of the protest, trying to make sure everybody's safe. Kathleen Sadat described Knightley to Oregon Live saying she was warm, giving, and kind. She was a person who spent time trying to think of things she could do to make the world a better place and to make herself better in the world. A roommate of Smith, okay, Christine Christensen told Oregon Public Broadcasting that Smith's political views had become increasingly hostile in recent years. I'm sure that coincides with Donald Trump. He talked about wanting to go shoot commies and Antifa. She recalled him saying, according to the network, he was angry at the mask mandates and the liberals. Now, where do you think he got that from? Okay, now he's responsible for his murder, for his murder and his attempted murders. Yes, 100% responsible. But there is a cause and effect relationship. It's called radicalization. Radicalization. Donald Trump radicalized citizens. He's the chief terrorist. The rhetoric from Fox News radicalizes the ideology of individuals. Now they are still 100% responsible for the actions they commit. But you cannot have this conversation without connecting it to the reality of those who continue to spew the untrue rhetoric against those who are politically different, who are different by race, by ideology, saying that they are in fact threats to America, that they should die. You have politicians who have insinuated this. You have Christian evangelical preachers saying this directly, that those who are left-leaning or liberals or progressives should die. And look at what's happening. Based on his social media post, there's one that said, and I quote, journalists have corroborated identity of suspected Portland mass shooter, a man with a history of advocating for the murder of left-wing protesters, all right? Follower of the and fan of the Proud Boys, Kyle Rittenhouse, etc., was denounced in fury subculture for violent far-right views. Um, there's a reason why all of these people are connected. You cannot lose the reality of that. There's a reason why white supremacists, people that wanna kill Americans, and people that are killing Americans for a difference of opinion are all connected. All right, Ben, thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. And because like, like, so the person who did this, he has like the sole material responsibility, right? Obviously, he's the person that did it. But there's a moral responsibility. There's a moral responsibility that the right wing media has in situations like this. Because as somebody that lives in Minneapolis, I mean, especially like, especially like since this was a response to like, what happened to Amir Locke, it is absolutely infuriating when the people that I see on the ground, the people that I know on the ground who are just marching the streets trying to demand that police officers stop killing people, right? They're kind, loving people. They're so supportive, right. right? A lot of these people are the same people that are out, like, you know, trying to get help, like get food and shelter to homeless folks in town. These are the same people doing so much good work. And the right wing media is busy trying to paint these people as like terrorists just for walking the streets and demanding change. They're they're trying to paint them as like sort of like these violent, you know, whatever. And in doing that, in 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 stoking up this fear and this hatred, it leads to things like this. And I know that they like to pretend that they're just doing the news. I know that they like to pretend that they're just like these entertainers that are, you know, whatever. Uh, but they have a real material impact on the world. And I don't know, maybe they do realize it. Maybe they just don't care. But there's a moral responsibility here. And it like these right wing hosts that go out of their way to uh, to paint, you know, innocent people who are just trying to ask for like basic decency and just change in the police departments around the country uh, to paint them as as being like violent or evil or whatever is just it's just shameless in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and Ben, they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn about actual people. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot of viewer comments. Before I go to the comments, let me remind everyone of the watch list. Amazing show, the big homie Jared Jackson live every day, every weekday, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 90 and Pacific time, find out what stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. It's a 10 week test series on TYT. Make sure to support JR by watching live daily and don't forget to subscribe and follow. YouTube.com forward slash watchlist TYT and Facebook.com forward slash watchlist TYT. Also, don't forget State of the Union and Texas primary, all right? Plus, Canvas. 2022, TYT is covering President Joe Biden's State of the Union. We'll be providing regular updates of the Texas primary on Tuesday, March 1st. You got the crew, okay? You got Jank, you got Anna, you got John, you got Francesca, all right? That's gonna be dope. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, TYT.com forward slash live. One of the candidates we'll be looking out for on Tuesday will be uh, there to talk about corporate money, all right? PAC money, PAC, unlike the opponent, all right? Kind of a reveal. You can stay updated on progressive primaries at tyt.com forward slash canvas 2022. And the petition, we've been talking about this petition because it's insane that it's even a thing we have to talk about. But if you are a victim of sexual assault, the government should not then take your DNA store it, house it for possible prosecution in the future, right? Sounds insane, but literally governments are doing that. So we want you to sign the petition to stop that. Petition is real simple, tyt.com forward slash petitions, tyt.com forward slash petitions, all right? We got a lot of comments, I will read as many as I can. Mickey C, the silver hair dragon says 80 felonies, question mark. 
I can see him getting away with a few because he was a cop. What about the fifth one? Made the court think he would stop. What about the 10th, the 30th, the 75th? It was over 80, by the way. They were just like, we're just gonna say over 80. I mean, damn. That has to be a record. I know we shouldn't keep record on things like this, but that has to be a record. And I'm not talking about a cop record. I mean, of all time. I don't know anybody who's ever been charged with over 80 felonies. Shakita, Shakita Ganibir, a cop engaging in corrupt activities? Well, I never. Inconceivable. Yeah. All right. Um, what we got? Twyla Nesky. Unfortunately, no one told that Karen that her white privilege begins to fade. <laughs> Y'all so wrong. Y'all wrong for this, damn it. Now I'm gonna read it because it's on the screen. That white privilege begins to fade as she gets older and less attractive. That's not my words. Talk to Twyla about that one, okay? Jax Drax, police want people to think they're the best of the best. When in reality, most police are the worst of the worst. Agnostic sister about the woman who said she won't go to jail because she's white. I'm guessing she won't have a job much longer either. Yeah. Uh, Green New Deal Dragon says about uh, the man who has been arrested for murder. Uh, may she rest in power. That's right. May she rest in power. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. I'm going home. Whoa, whoa. Why are you swinging the stick around? I have to go that way. My house is that way. What? But I have to go that way. All right, I'll turn around. I'll turn around. I just wanted to add some levity. All right, this Karen has all the high notes here. She thinks the street belongs to her. What's the high note? They think things belong to them. They own things they do not own. The high emotionalism, exaggerated activity. But I don't know if you noticed this, but the young man who did his best to fake her out, he has crutches. On the motorbike. I don't know if you all noticed that, but I mean, come on. Ben. <laughs> I, what compels somebody? What literally, what compels somebody? Like, I, the crutches are so visible. She has to see the crutches, right? She has to see the crutches. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna hit a man with crutches. Like, come on. Like, what is ben, this? This reminds me of like, like, you know, a troll at a bridge or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get past the bridge troll. You gotta pay the toll. <laughs> you gotta pay the toll. <laughs> Thank you all for always joining the discussion, okay? Karen tries to hit the biker. Uh, Greyhound Dragon says, the Karen troll toll. Yep. 
fire eating dragon says, I can think of two reasons Republican men will vote for Sarah. All right, um, JTBJ about the Karen says, what a ridiculous reality we live in. <laughs> and it's so sad the young man had to fake out or try to fake out the troll Karen. All right. Um, you know, GOP Republican congressional candidate out of Florida gets pulled over. He's a back the blue kind of guy until this happens. Here it is. Hi, how you doing? How you doing, sir? I'm Sebastian Sarah at the police department. You're on audio and video recording the reason for the stop. You were observed going 57 and a 40, and you were on your phone texting while you were doing that. That was at Euclid and Fruitvale. You don't need to point at the officer. I'm not pointing at you, I'm pointing in the direction where it was. I'll just go to the chief, officer. Go right ahead, sir. Can you I see your license? Right? Yes, sir, I do. Can I see your license registration insurance, please? You can do this? Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir, can I have How your paperwork? Seven years, sir. Can I see your registration, please? You're not going to give me your registration, sir. Can you me? I'm asking you if you have your registration. You're making career decisions. Okay, sir. Sir, because you were speeding. He's threatening the cop. His name is Martin Hyde, a Florida, Florida GOP House candidate. There's more. Here it is. I just spoke to you. You want to your Russian immigrant status that makes you think for people like this? Sir, you're going to be issued a citation. Anything you have to say. Await the supervisor. There's the registration. Well, you've been already issued a citation for that. For what? For failing to produce your registration. If you decide to go ahead and do the court, just make sure you do a private submission of payment as they do, do you think you require. No, Martin, you're not a law abiding citizen. You were breaking the law. You were texting while driving and speeding. You're not law abiding. And then when he threatens this officer by saying, do you know who I am? And in his mind, he was likely saying, I'm a white male. He's running for Congress, he's a Trumpite, and there's more video, a supervisor eventually came, here it is. We're gonna make sure that she pays the price for being disrespectful. She came up, she said the first, look, there's a video of it, so be quiet. There's a video of what you said. There is. And I've got a video of what you said. I've represented your unit, I've got no interest in listening to you, young lady. She had a beer in a bonnet because she thought she was on a big power trip. Guess what, she's been there seven years, she ain't gonna make eight. Damn, he's nasty. Let's put up a picture of this GOP, this Republican candidate for Congress. Yeah, Martin Hyde. He's a former UK professional soccer player. Now remember, he's basically downing the officer, calling her an immigrant as, as if somehow that's a bad thing, okay? Uh, he has lived in Sarasota for 20 plus years is a business owner who has gone to many commission meetings. At another point in the footage, he says, you're talking to a congressional candidate. <laughs> How in the hell did that become like a thing that'll get you out of a ticket? Not a member of Congress, 
I am a whole damn candidate for Congress. Y'all are taking this stuff too far in Florida, all right? I don't know what Ron DeSantis has done to you all, but damn, he needs to undo it quickly. Martin Hyde, who was running for Florida's 16th Congressional District, was pulled over by a police officer in Sarasota, Florida on Valentine's Day. Hyde, according to responding officer Julie Beskin, was clocked going 57 in a 40 and was also spotted texting while driving, all right? That's your pretext to the stop. Now I want to remind everybody, these are the same people who will tell you, back the blue. We must support our law enforcement, just comply. They are there for you, same people, all right? And as soon as he's challenged because he did in fact break the law, he doesn't want the rules to apply to him. Fascinating, right? Um, Hyde is challenging Florida's current 16th district Congress uh, Congressman uh, Byrne Buchanan in the GOP primary. Hyde has received the endorsement of Roger Stone, Michael Flynn, according to Florida Politics. Hyde's campaign website says he's against cancel culture. Put up his picture again. Yeah. On his campaign website, he says, and I quote, Our great country was not built on tearing each other down, but by building each other up. America is the best country on the planet for too many reasons to list. But we are headed down the road of assuring that it is not the case. Cancel culture needs to be canceled. This wasn't his first time either. In 2017, a report from the Herald Tribune revealed police documents indicating a number of similar circumstances. In 2013, officers responded to a traffic incident, wherein Hyde reportedly told the officer he would contact the city manager or police chief. And Hyde advised this officer he would not say that he pays my salary, but he pays a lot of taxes in the city, trying to get out of another traffic ticket. He reportedly issued an apology on Tuesday via Facebook. His campaign Facebook page, however, appears to have been deleted. So per the Herald Tribune, it read, and I quote, there will be some who will say, it's not the first time I've acted out. And they'd be right, I have faults. And one of them is being overly aggressive on the occasion when I'm challenged. In the political arena, that is possibly a good thing. But on a personal level, it's not. I've apologized to the officer in question, and now I'm apologizing to the community as a whole. Now put up his picture again. I'm Martin Hyde, Republican. I want your vote. Sit your tired ass down. You are a basic white guy who believes Your privilege protects you from the rules that everybody else should follow. You're simple, there's nothing special about you. Ben, thoughts? I mean, there's like the really amazing entry point that is just the fact that this is not politically savvy at all, right? Like, look, <laughs> right, if you're no, a Republican, smooth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, you're just like, this is easy bait. This is easy bait for like, you're challenging a Republican in a primary. The other Republican be like, no, I back the blue. He says he backs the blue, but he's yelling at cops over here. What's his deal? Like, um, easy, like easy, easy win for the other Republican in that mm-hmm. situation, right? Um, 
And like, it's just clownish and ridiculous because, like, let's be real, right? Going 57 in a 40, if it's a 40, like, usually if it's a street that's 40 miles per hour, it's the speed limit. There's like pedestrians that are walking around, you're texting while driving, right? Like, that could be dangerous, right? You could literally be risking people's lives. Yeah. Um, and it really seemed like he was just gonna get a ticket in that situation, right? So it's not even, you know, uh, it weird to risk a political career over something yeah. like this. Yeah, but he's accustomed to it, right? And I'm sure it has worked for him before. You know, if you're speeding, take it on the chin. It's a speeding ticket. All right, get over it. A Nebraska lawmaker, Republican guy, taking pictures of women without their knowledge, okay? He was allowed to resign. I'm gonna give you background to this story. Let's put his full picture up, right? Female Nebraska lawmakers are outraged at the legislature's handling or mishandling of that male senator who has resigned after admitting he took photos of a female staffer without her consent. This is some real sick stuff, all right? They're calling for an overhaul of the internal policies and recounting their own experiences of harassment in the legislature. His name is Mike Groney, Mike Groney, there he is. The AP says the push by half a dozen female lawmakers from both parties in the officially unicameral legislature came less than a day after State Senator Mike Groen, the North Platte abruptly stepped down and abandoned his campaign to be a University of Nebraska region. So this guy was actually getting a promotion, right? So the senator, a blunt and often abrasive Republican lawmaker, actually acknowledged Friday that, yeah, hey, he took photos of the legislative staffer in his office. So there's no ambiguity about if he did it, okay? But then he said none of the images were sexual in nature and that he also snapped pictures of other staffers and office visitors, including his wife, okay? So you mean to tell me that you're just taking pictures of people in sexual positions? These aren't just regular pictures, people. So he's taking these pictures of individuals without their knowledge, okay? He's saying, ah, oh, you know, I, I do that all the time. So a former staffer, her name is Christina, filed a complaint with the legislature's executive board in which she described the photos as objectifying and demeaning. She says some included zoomed in close-ups of provocative parts of her body with explicit subject lines, an allegation the senator has denied. Now. I don't want to gross you out. What you think the senator's doing with those pictures? Hmm. There's more. All right, the staffer told the Associated Press no one pressured her to come forward with a complaint against the senator or tried to stop her. The female lawmaker said Tuesday that the legislature's method of handling such complaints is not adequate. Several called for the creation of a legislative ethics committee, which was an idea that was briefly floated after Another former Republican lawmaker, State Senator Bill Kittner, acknowledged that he had cyber sex with a woman using his state issue laptop. <laughs> okay, 
Senator Julie Slama, a Republican said, and I quote, our policies definitely do not protect staff and they don't protect female senators. As a young female, you worry that it's going to be the thing that defines you. To highlight one female lawmaker and her story in the AP and state Senator Kavanaugh of Omaha shared a story about her time as a congressional staffer in Washington when she was 22. She said she once got on an elevator with a male senator who was not her boss. And the senator groped her in front of his staffer. Kavanaugh said she was later told, you don't get on an elevator with him, okay? It's extreme, but once again, we're dealing with a rape culture in the United States of America. I've said this before, I will say it again. This protection of those who violate the public trust of others. Those individuals who dare to say what happened many times are made into villains. And one subject like this may define them. We have to stop it. And we have to highlight the true monsters of stories like this. Put his picture up again. This may not be the court of law, but this is the court of public opinion. And my opinion is you are a scumbag. Be in thoughts. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, this is, I think, one of the main reasons why there's so many Republicans that are terrified of cancel culture, right? They say, oh, cancel culture. But the reality is they're scared of accountability for their actions. And, uh, you know, like, we have to recognize that this is probably happening in state legislatures all across the country. Yeah, that's right. All right, and we'll continue to expose it. Christian preacher goes on a rant, all right? These individuals support Donald Trump. Now I wanna show you this rant and highlight some nuances that are quite interesting. Um, Let's go to the first video, here it is. We see the Nancy Pelosi's of this world. We see the Kamala Harris's of this world. We see the work that they're doing. And that's why I reject women in any position of authority or leadership. You know, it makes me mad every time I drive up and down the street, there's this stupid billboard or this stupid little poster I see for like Pamela Boggess or something running for judge. And I'm thinking, what a curse unto our nation. She's a conservative, she's a Republican. Well, get in the kitchen and start making conservative sandwiches. (laughs) Where in the Bible did it say that, Oh, here's the virtuous woman, she's the judge. No, her husband's in the gate, her husband's the judge. Her husband's the ruler, her husband's in dominion. And what kind of weak man is campaigning for his wife? You lost your right to the man card, my friend. I'm Mr. Boggess, you know, I'm I'm Mr. Pamela Boggess. Sick freak. And you know what, why can't you run? Why can't you leave? Silly rabbit tricks are for kids, but I got some facts for you. His name is Pastor Jonathan Shelley of Steadfast Baptist Church. He prays the death 
of a spectator at a Florida Pride parade after a truck drove into the crowd. This was June 2019. He also called for the killing of people who are gay. Let me go to the next video of this clown. Are you gonna let her hand you an apple from the tree too? I mean, the Bible is crystal clear on who's supposed to be ruling, who's supposed to be leading, you know, and women are supposed to be obedient. They're not supposed to be in charge or telling us what to do. I mean, when a woman is the, the top of the free world, we're doomed. And we are like one half heartbeat away. <laughs> I mean, we are one bad, one small trip away, literally. I mean, we're one bad cough. I mean, it's just like, that is scary. That should be terrifying to all of us. And there's states where, where women are the governors. There's, in this state, women are running for governor. You are an idiot if you vote for a woman. You are a fool. And you hate the word of God. No, it's actually you who's the fool. You are the idiot. Now. The Steadfast Baptist Church, where the pastor preached against the LGBTQ community, has now five days to vacate the building. Why? Because they're leasing. Wait a minute, preach, I thought you run stuff. You, you talking all that and you leasing somebody else's building? Okay, they got five days to vacate. Um, after the judge ruled Tuesday, the church was in violation of the terms of his lease, which include making threats and creating a dangerous nuisance. The judge issued the court order after trial. Now, remember, the pastor's talking all of this, right? He's the man. Here's his response after the judge ruled against him. Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Jonathan Shelley from Steadfast Baptist Church. And I wanted to update people on our building situation. We received recently an adverse ruling against our church saying that we have violated our lease for what I preached, the sermons that we preached at this church, and that we have to leave our property. Now, that's gonna happen maybe in a few weeks or something like that, depending on how they, how quickly some of the documents get filed. But the ruling has been delivered, the ruling has been made, and the situation's really unprecedented. And in fact, even the enemies of our church are gloating and bragging about the fact that our church is being evicted for what we believe and, and what we preach. And they are actually incredulous because they believe that the First Amendment would protect us, as did everybody that's heard anything about our situation. Preacher, you're being evicted because your dumbass violated the rules of the lease agreement. That's why you're being evicted. Your freedom of speech does not mean a private organization or private landowner does not have the right to enforce a lease, a contract that you signed and they enforce it against you. But let me remind this preacher and those who follow him of a few things the Bible actually says. To the issue about gender and women being in positions of leadership. I wanna remind this preacher that Galatians 3.28 says, and I quote, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. That's out of your book, preacher. Well, how about 1 Corinthians 13, four through five? It says, love, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, 
It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. Love does that preacher. First John 4:16. let me remind you of that one. It's in the same book. What's love? God is love, according to John, which means love is God. Or first John 4:20. If someone says I love God and hates humanity, they are liars. If you hate others whom you see, how can you ever love God whom you have never seen? Same book, preacher. Ben thoughts. Yeah, it's just really wild how people feel like they can like say things like this. I mean, like, it, come on, it's 2022. Like, like literally, like especially right after covering the story about that state representative taking pictures of people without their consent, we go to this story where you've got this preacher running around saying all this sexist stuff, trying to say that women shouldn't be in leadership positions. It's just absolutely ridiculous, and it's completely infuriating because, like. Like and they like try and spin their religion into it, and it just yeah. it just doesn't make any sense at all. And like, how do the women that go to that church feel about that? I mean, like, like it really just is is very very infuriating because like and honestly, I've 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 seen this in um, some of the people that I like personally know, and it just kind of like it just leads to like a lot of problems. <laughs> it just leads to like yeah. a lot of and problems. And the thing is, the reason why it's important in the atmosphere of social commentaries because these individuals have a significant foothold on American politics right now. And that's problematic, that's why it has to be exposed. Ben, always a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Yeah, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Carollo. And you can also catch my show Galaxy Brain on the Young Turks Twitch channel every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Beautiful. Thank you, my friend. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.